homage to Venerable Ajahn Anand and to the Sangha members and blessings to all of you. So firstly, give my Anumotana rejoice with you all. I think that this is the first group of Chinese that have come to practice in Wat Mapjan. And I'm happy to see the uh, Chinese people who have come to practice here because for myself, I've had the opportunity to go with Venerable Ajahn Anand uh, twice to sacred sites in China to Utoshan Island. And I remember that when we went there, you had to travel by car across a very long bridge. It's the longest bridge in the world, uh, starting from Hangzhou. And the bridge goes for 36 kilometers long. And I remember being able to see uh, to the water, and it was just all water there that you could uh, see, and uh, all the many cars crossing that bridge is a bit of an exciting uh, time. And getting to that uh, Putoshan island, I was very surprised at how many uh, Chinese people there were there. It was just so many uh, going there to give homage to that sacred site. And uh, the statue of the Nanhai Kuan Yin statue there, uh, just so many people going to that sacred place, giving their homage and very impressed with that. And at that location, Venerable Ajahn Anand led the group in meditation and it was in the daytime and I felt very peaceful even though there was so many people around there um, doing their pujas but it wasn't chaotic at all and the meditation was led for about an hour or so and I felt very peaceful there meditating at that place and we also went to one temple there that had 500 Arahant statues there. And there was a big Qigong statue. And Venerable Ajahn Anan led a group there and explained about that uh, Qigong statue. And we were able to pay our respects as well. And it was a very large statue and it took uh, quite a long time until we were able to see all 500 of those Arahant statues. And it's a place that I was very impressed at uh, seeing and, and going there. And going to here was the beginning of when I got more interest in the Mahayana Buddhism. We had an Awiloki Teshwara statue in the monastery and Ben Bojanan would lead us to pay respects and sit meditation there and I would 
do that, but didn't really know much of the meaning behind it. Uh, and going to Putosan, then got coming back from there, and a uh, layperson gave me some books and more information, and I read and learned more about it. And seeing that in the Mahayana tradition, there's many more Buddhas. Uh, there's uh, Amitabha Buddha and Avalokiteshvara you know, that are in another realm known as Sukhavadi. There's something I didn't know before. Uh, I thought there was just a human, a human realm, Tusita realm and such. Uh, I didn't know there's much more realms. Uh, and I uh, expanded my knowledge like this and so I, before, knew of only the Sambuddha, our Buddha, that had perfected the 10 parameters. But learning about the other Buddhas as well expanded my views or outlook, reading and understanding that Amitabha Buddha, who had made 48 vows and... I was very impressed with each of these vows and uh, this was the great compassion of uh, the Buddha and each of the Buddhas had this great uh, compassion that were working and striving to help sentient beings uh, become free of this cycle of uh, Vata Sangsara, cycle of birth and death. And so this became a source of my own encouragement especially at the times when i was discouraged in the practice or in meditation and then i would think and reflect on the great compassion of these buddhas and compare that to my own suffering that i was experiencing at the time which would be just like a tiny speck compared to the great compassion who of these buddhas who strove to go about um to help all sentient beings to be free from suffering. So I am very happy that you all have this interest in practice and coming to what Mapjan traveled all this way and to learn and practice another path, this Kamatana tradition. And so no matter how difficult uh, things may get in the practice, may you have the diligence and determination and effort. Uh, and I believe that you all have your own path or way of practice that you are following. And all these paths of practice or kamatanas, whether they're you're using practicing anapanasati, mindfulness of the breath, or with puto, or other various amatanas, meditation objects, uh, may you, you know, choose and follow that one path, that one kamatana, that object that is appropriate for your own mind, your own characters, and be also be confident and firm in that uh, object so that you'll be able to improve and develop yourselves.
So this training of the mind is very important. How are we to make this mind stop yeah, thinking and to keep the mind on one object? So this comes to the training of our minds. We need to uh, really bring these uh, this training to to our hearts and to maintain it constantly uh, to have a consistency with it we need to train in our pawana our meditation every day and venerable ajahn anand says that those who are walking maga which is this path to develop our minds to improve ourselves if we are walking Marga, the path, and this will destroy the defilements, the mental defilements. But if we stop walking Marga, the path, then this is the defilements that is killing the or destroying the Marga, the path. So this training of the mind in the beginning, it may be difficult. This is because we begin with minds that are untrained. Just like in the old days, there were the wild dogs and in the who just lived in the in the forest, and they were untrained, so they were unusable for anything. But when they were able to catch them and train them, then they could be used for many various things. And the mind is the same in the beginning. It can't be used for much, but it, when it has received training, then um, it can be used for, for many things. Uh, and in the beginning, we shouldn't be discouraged yet that we can't use it for much because the mind just hasn't built inner strength yet. But when we keep training it and continue on like this, through uh, the effort that we put in, uh, this effort which is uh, the Buddha praised as that which will um, overcome the mental defilements, uh, we'll, then we can develop our mind strength and get to the goal that uh, we are seeking and be able to use it for many different things. But how long this will take is up to our parami. So this Dhamma practice, you're coming here to the monastery to practice like this, and you've listened to many of the teachings Venerable Ajahn Anand has given, and the uh, quest, ask questions and listen to the answers. And so you've already received a lot of information in regards to the practice just like the disciples who are in Wat Mapjan and those in branch monasteries their information the Dhamma that has been received like this is probably quite similar than all of you and, and when those teachings will bring about peace of mind uh, this will 
depend on uh, sorry this will take uh, its its time but we all are able to do it and the most important thing in the practice as venerable ajahn nan will constantly advise us on is the developing of mindfulness to bring up mindfulness consistently when we're sitting meditation doing walking meditation doing our work speaking or thinking the most important thing we need to have is mindfulness so we train in developing mindfulness to be well established to be uh, focused and aware on that one object when we're sitting meditation then we have to develop mindfulness uh, if the mind goes off the uh, mindfulness is broken then we uh, are diligent to bring back the mind to our meditation object and so we may have different meditation objects that we use or different methods but they all require us to use mindfulness to be aware and focused on what we're doing or the objects that we're bringing the mind to that we're bearing in mind when we're walking meditation if we just let the mind proliferate off to all various things and we're not really with our med walking meditation or meditation object then it won't have too much benefit same with sitting meditation if we sit and we're thinking of all other things uh, and our mind's not really with the meditation object uh, there's not much mindfulness then it won't have too much benefit and when we practice like this then progress will be slow so we are people of wisdom and so whatever it is that will give disturbances to our mindfulness that will obstruct our development of samadhi and we should put that down first uh, like if we're going to sit meditation and we know that there will be certain mm, affairs that will disturb our mind and we have to put those things down first so like we put down our phone we put down any of our work or household affairs we put all those down temporarily first because we're someone of wisdom and so this is the time that we're building our goodness we're bringing goodness uh, to us and when we do we'll be able to later give benefit to others as well and so that which isn't going to be a benefit to our practice our meditation at that time then we have to put that down first when we learn more about overcome different various things of suffering that we're going to experience in our life so we need to be more skilled 
at putting down different moods and mind states, different thoughts. And when we become more skilled, then our mindfulness will improve. When our mindfulness improves, then our development of samadhi will get easier. And then we'll be able to experience uh, peaceful mind states. Uh, and this is when the mind has strength. Uh, when we're able to put down different moods and mind states better uh, for longer periods of time, then uh, the mindfulness that we have present when we're meditating and practicing will will be longer, will be there more present. And then we keep practicing and then one day we have samadhi come up, just a brief momentary samadhi. Uh, it arises and then passes quickly, but then we have more encouragement to keep practicing. And so we continue on practicing in a consistent way, which requires us to put in effort and to have uh, patience with the practice because we are ones who want to develop and promote goodness within ourselves. And so this then requires our uh, efforts. But if we have meditated and, and practiced and we just can't put down those objects or mental objects or hindrances that are coming up to disturb the mind, there is the one thing that we can use, which is we contemplate uh, into death, even if we have so much mental disturbance, agitation uh, inside the mind and all the other objects, meditation objects just don't work. We can contemplate death because all things have to end in death. And in this way, the mind can be brought to peace. And when we finish this meditation retreat, what is uh, what we need to do is to take away the teachings that we've learnt through this retreat, Venerable Arjuna Nun's teachings, and take that along with us, along with our minds and hearts, back to our homes uh, for it to be used there as well. Uh, each person will have different situations in their family or the conditions that they live in, but we can have the determination to use those teachings, those teachings that will help us to overcome different sufferings uh, and use the teachings in our daily life. And the important thing is that we don't throw them away, that we keep trying to maintain and practice them in a consistent way. Anyone who wants to develop their mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom must promote, must uh, promote their efforts every day. And so by the powers of the 
all the fully enlightened Buddhas, the Dhamma, all the noble Sangha. May you all grow in Dhamma. May you see, know, and attain to Dhamma.